And right. I don't know what Tyrese is playing. He's playing like the, the idiot, the jester. He's playing himself. Yes. He's fucking terrible. I was mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on. One of you nuts has got any guts. Let's put a smile on that face. You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you by what right? Because I have a right to be. Uh, I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Let the healing begin. All right, hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle, a part of the following films network. So, earlier this week, we did an episode on Mad Max Fury Road to tie in with our new release review, which also stars Charlize Theron. The Fate of the Furious. And to do that, we have Mike coming back one last time for a new release review. It's a it's both a sad it's a sad day for me and a happy day for Mike. Mike is finally free, his prison sentence is over, and he gets to close it out with uh with a nice like small drawing room comedy, The Fate of the Furious. So Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, I don't know. It's it's been a rough year. Uh, last year was not good. I would take off for for months at a time, uh, and then 2017's not been that much better. There's a lot of people on Twitter that say Get Out is all you need, but if you're a regular film goer, Get Out was a long fucking time ago. It so, was. Yeah, that was it's, been, a while it's ago. been a rough rough quarter here to start us off. Yes, this is my last uh, ride with you for the new releases. Thank Christ. <laughs> So I just wanted to say, Mike, thank you for doing all these new releases. I've enjoyed having you on the show, um, and hopefully, this just means we'll have to start our new our new podcast sooner. Because I am I am loosening the bonds and letting you wander free out there into the the rest of your podcast. So you'll only be here for older movies that we know you like. So you won't be quite so ornery on the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying goodbye, but I think I'm scheduled to reappear next week. <laughs> yes, so, right. but it is one of my favorite movies, my favorite film of 2013. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one. All right. So, speaking of things you're excited to talk about, Mike, the fate of the furious. So, <laughs> uh, before we get into the movie, what is your uh, what is your feeling on this on this group of films in general, like the fast and the furious, what is like, when you go into a movie like the fate of the furious, what are you expecting? Do you have good expectations? Do you have bad expectations? A little bit of both. You were trying to nail me down, uh, last week, basically, uh, continuing. This, You're excited this persona. about this. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm a fan of the series ish, I mm-hmm. guess. I, I say that as someone who I don't think I've even seen Tokyo drift. I've seen pieces of it. You're on okay. TV. Don't, don't I, worry. I guess I, I don't know. That's the, uh, I feel like that's the missing link. That's the one that connects the dots with this series and a that's really a weird bit. continuity kind of error type thing, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. I, I missed the Justin Lin days, uh, because for me, I liked the first one. I thought the second one. If you liked Point Break, you would like the first one. It's the same fucking movie. I mean, it's yeah, it's Point I mean, Break in Cars. <laughs> I actually you know, just I just it's what I would like to see more. I actually just rewatched Point Break last night because I was like, I haven't seen that in a long time. I really like that movie. You know what? I never noticed in that movie before. You know what beer Keanu is drinking when he's talking to his partner? A goddamn Corona. So they even stole that. Like Fast and the Furious, like they really, they really went into detail on how they're going to rob Catherine Bigelow's movie and make their own franchise. Well, I mean, I I think that's the best 
uh, I guess, franchise uh, type material I like to see mm-hmm. uh, because you you would see it in Westerns. Uh, you sure. mentioned uh, Logan quite a bit as far as its reference of Shane. I kind of like those hat tips as opposed to, you know, we eventually got a Point Break remake proper, I guess, and no proper. one wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with you. The original Fast and Furious is the Point Break remake uh, in the yeah. best possible version. I uh, The second one... I think is funny. I've not rewatched it since it's theatrical run. And I thought like, well, I don't know. Is this meant to be funny? Cause this is really over <laughs> the top. And accidental humor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really put a lot on Paul Walker there. Like he's the brooding one. Seems like a bad one. call. That's <laughs> not to disrespect the-, the dead, but he should not be carrying the drama of your movie. Of course, maybe Vin Diesel shouldn't either. That's mm. going to be a problem with this one. Yes, uh, I agree. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I skipped the third one. I thought the fourth one was bad. I only watched it, I think, after Fast Five, and I think I don't. I can't even keep them. Like I was like, what happened in four? I don't. I'm impressed with anyone who can keep the, the plots of these movies straight. Like they which... kill off Michelle Rodriguez. I think that's the big talking point. Oh, for. right. Dies. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, you know, these okay. are superhero movies, right? Because characters come back from the dead. Yep. Uh, you have the family side. You have villains teaming up with the heroes, like we see in this one with Jason Statham, uh, who I didn't go back and watch the series again, thankfully, because I did not want to sit through. You know, it's a long seven of these. Yeah, that's yeah, a long series. Fourteen but, hours. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he killed. He killed Han. In Tokyo. He killed Han. Yeah. Yeah. So who's actually one of the better characters? Uh, that they ever came up with so yeah we'll we'll get into that for sure so i find, so, it, I find okay it, just to finish that thought yeah. though i'm just like everyone else i think fast five was phenomenal and six and seven kind of lived in my good graces and i think a lot right. of other people's because of fast five uh yeah. this one not so much i feel like it kind of came to a point where I'm like, all right, maybe enough is enough with this series. Yeah. Maybe we're maybe seven should have been the the ending to it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad. Like finally, after it's figures, right when you're leaving, we're on the same page again. Like, right? Because <laughs> I kind well, of it's gonna, it's gonna be a rough episode. Then. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Who wants to listen to two <laughs> two white guys agree on a movie <laughs> like a Fast and the Furious? But I do think on paper. This is a really interesting idea because you have, you know, your main character who can't stop talking about how important family is, like to the point that it's become a fucking joke. Uh, and he betrays the family. And I think like that on paper is like, wow, that's a really interesting turn. How are they going to make that work? Here's the problem. Vin Diesel in major roles is not a good dramatic actor. I think he's really good in supporting roles. Like he has been a good dramatic actor before, but when you force him to be the the kind of anchor of a movie like this, it doesn't work because the previous three movies were all fun and over the top and ridiculous. And that's fine. This one is weirdly brooding. It's weirdly like there's at least half and half. His part is like very dramatic. And Vin Diesel, unfortunately only has two levels and it's like soft, soft growl and scream. And that's all he does for the whole movie. And it's just like, and I cannot imagine caring about that plot line. Like it just, it falls so flat for me. Whereas the stuff with the rock and I won't call him Dwayne Johnson in this movie because he is playing the rock in this movie, but yeah, the rock doing, wrestling poses and lines I mean, he, he's just yeah literal him. literal lines like the whole i'm gonna beat your ass like a cherokee drum mm-hmm. that is something he used to say in the ring this is a performance i would have thought would be his first performance after leaving wwe it's fun it's enjoyable but it's like where did this come from this feels like we've stepped in a time machine but the stuff with him and statham i think works i think it's fun i think they're both good action comedy actors but it feels like it's in a different movie than all the Vin Diesel stuff. 
Well, I think because you know Vin Diesel is uh, insanely jealous of Dwayne Johnson's success. Apparently, so, yeah. there is beef, man. <laughs> well, two. I mean, this is, I guess, a minor spoiler, but I do not believe they ever actually share the screen together. Even there's one scene <laughs> where they're on screen together, but the way it is shot it looks like they yeah. filmed it at two different times. And scenes where they're in a group. They always cut away and are never actually in the shot together. That was more fun for me than the movie. Watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stuff I like. I like Statham. I like Vin Diesel. I've read uh, that. Or, oh, no. I don't like Vin Diesel. I like The Rock and Statham. But Vin Diesel apparently put the uh, uh, the, the Edward Scissorhands cut on this uh, post-credit sequence that they shot with Dwayne Johnson and Statham that was supposed to set up a spinoff with just them. And I guess Give that me was that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. My God, I would have been dancing in the aisles. I would have been a hiro watching chef if I get a spinoff with those two characters. And I, I think that's the issue with this one is this this series uh, has recently been called like the better version of the Avengers. Like this is this is a more true representation of what reading comic books is like as far mm. as your favorite characters getting back together for a mission. And unlike the Avengers movies, they do a fairly good job of wrapping things up. Whereas they they you can watch any one of these, I think, on TNT and be just fine. Yeah. This the thing with Vin Diesel having to separate himself is that he's just got too much producing power. And I have to, right. uh, you mentioned us being two uh, white guys, which is a movie podcast. So you should already know that if you're listening when you're 99%. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of the blame lies on him and his producing power and the director F Gary. Gray. Such a bad call to have him as the director of this movie. Because they have worked together before, so and they're apparently very friendly. They respect each other, and I think they're a little bit too much on the Vin Diesel uh, page as far as how where to take this franchise. And for another podcast uh, on original remake that I co-host, we did the Italian Jobs. Mm-hmm. For, I just like, listened story. to that actually. Yeah. Well, okay, so he did that one, and we also had Charlize Theron in it. Yep. And I have similar issues, and I think what I dislike, it's not really the action in either one of those films with him, and also throwing the negotiator, which I've seen. I think the biggest issue with F. Gary Gray is he does not do humor well. Mm-hmm. And you have these little uh, sides, you have these little quips, these little slams between characters, and he always oh, holds them for just an extra beat too long. All that, the stuff in, with it, Tyrese and Ludacris is brutal. Yeah, Unfunny. Yeah. And that's, Goes that's too in long. the Italian job, too. So yeah. you can, you say, okay, this is not the actors. This is just, you know what? This is just F. Gary Gray's sensibilities. This is just, right. he finds it funny. He's enjoying it. But I think he does uh, a disservice to, you know, just The Rock can handle that stuff. The Rock and Statham can. You can't have Ludacris and Tyrese doing the same thing. Because like, they right. just don't, I don't know, it doesn't fit their characters. They don't have the wrestling persona, the like right. larger than life. One of them is playing a tech nerd. And right. I don't know what Tyrese is playing. He's playing like the the idiot. The gesture. He's playing himself. Yes, he's fucking terrible. Oh, poor form, Dave. <laughs> he's probably a nice dude. No, I've found out enough about him that he's not a nice dude. He's terrible, slut shaming asshole. So is I have, he? Oh yeah, he he came out recently with some interview about like how much he loves women who stay single because that means they're not hoes. So <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, I that swear to sense. God. It, <laughs> horrible just ridiculous but anyway you you brought up the action i feel like f gary gray does fine with the the car action i think that stuff works and who knows who's really in control of that i'm sure they have experts in the field working on movies like this but 
the hand-to-hand combat stuff, he doesn't know how to film it to save his life. It's jumpy. You can't track the action. You don't know where anyone is. It's He's really lucky that both Statham and The Rock have these great personas that you just kind of go, okay, I'm going to let it go because there's going to be a quip coming up that's going to make this all worth it. Like, it's fantastic. But, like, the way those – that scene specifically in the jail that was shot, it was just hard to track the action, like what was happening. And it's just clear that F. Gary Gray doesn't really have the chops – to do this. And it's really, it's extra unfortunate because I think probably my favorite moment that doesn't involve The Rock and Jason Statham is the opening sequence. I think it like hits everything that The Fast and the Furious is and what made it popular. And then after that, everything just goes so downhill for me. I, w- I wouldn't say that's the case. I would, you know, because I thought, okay, I've got to do this for Dave's fucking show. <laughs> and I was with my wife. One uh, more so moment that... of pain for Mike. Yes. Well, <laughs> The unfortunate thing is when my wife says, yeah, I would like to see that too. And I was like, really? You really want to say So even she's invested in the series to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this this wasn't so bad that it was walkout worthy. But it's just no. so – there's just so much that at a certain point I kind of tap out. Like there's – like I don't sure. want to see one more car chase. I don't need to hear The Rock say he's going to beat someone's ass again. It's like – it's just you need to trim this down. Uh, the only And isn't new it like element- two hours and 18 minutes or something? Like there is – well, okay. I mentioned. Does a movie like this thing. ever have to be longer than ninety minutes? Like these movies I, are born to be ninety-minute movies. Well, I feel that's that's the state of uh, the film industry now. Like, they, sure. we're, if we're going to set up that it's just going to service big films and people are only expected to come out a handful of times a year for the biggest properties for the the water cooler moments, it's almost like they have to give you your money's worth. Like, okay, you're only going only to be out the theater once. In the next three months, right. we're going to give you a night out. Um, it's <laughs> sure. kind of like it's kind of like baseball. Uh, I'll just lose some of your listeners right now. Are, is really fighting to try to trim down their product. Right. But I was listening to a podcast today that was saying that when they actually took polls of the fans, like the people who go to the games are adamantly opposed to any implementation of shortening the game because they've spent so much on the tickets. They like and parking tire, and food and tired yeah. night out because sure. baseball is a very social game when you're there They're But yeah. they're, what they're worried about is the TV money as far as fitting in. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, the people like us who watch a lot of movies, I, you know, we get tired. I don't know if the people who make this their, you know, once every six month trip, if they would have the same complaints. Cause I, I don't know my, my wife who does not go out to the movies with me very often does not watch very many movies. If a movie is over 95 minutes, the eyes immediately roll like oh, two hours. Are you fucking you kidding hold on to me? Her, Dave. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> my other big complaint about this movie has to do with like kind of the marketing for it and the trailer. Like I felt like so much was given away in this movie that should have been kind of either shocking or big moments. Like the fact that, the fact that Dom is going to turn on the family, like they put that in the trailer, like the scene where he knocks the rock off the road, like so you know that's coming. You know Charlize Theron is the villain. So when she shows up on the side of the road, you're like, okay, don't trust her. Dom's going to oh, turn. Come on, no, and they, you know it. The, the little like, I don't know, like dreadlocky oh, haircut. God. Uh, I did feel like they – and I'm I'm an expert on Charlize Theron and yes. her looks. Yes, like, you are. And so I felt like there was something <laughs> – alien about her like they do something like i thought they photoshopped eyes. her face like she yeah, looked looks photoshopped yeah a little too clean or bright like her her eyes there's something like it's almost like reptilian like i was thinking like jesus it's like scarjo from under the skin it's like we're <laughs> right. we're someone who's she's got some sort of weird uh, alien powers here but i actually dug it you know we talked about that with uh john wick 
where you have you have some characters in there sort of taking off the James Bond thing where there's just something that sets the villain apart slightly. There's some and here it's not like, you know, she's got, you know, uh, I don't know, like the the teeth, the weird jaws or whatever, anything. Or she's got a <laughs> uh, a bowler's hat. You, you know, know what? I like this movie better. This is what you're describing. <laughs> Maybe taking but, off the dreads and throwing them like the bowler hat, you'd be good to go. Like, there is some, there is something just very strange and off-putting when she's yeah. on screen. I, I liked it. I thought that was serviceable. I feel like there's a little bit, there's one too many with a lot of things in this the F. Gary Gray joint. There's one too many moments where they cut back to her either gloating or complaining as she looks at a computer screen. And yes. uh, that's something he loves because Edward Norton does the same thing in Italian Job. We yep. just get his reaction shots to things are not going as planned. I'm right. unhappy. You know, I'm glad you brought up the James Bond thing because there's something in this movie that I'll talk around right now because it's, you know, it's spoilers, I guess. Not like everyone who's going to see this movie hasn't seen it already. But they throw in this extra plot line and it reminded me of Spectre, um, the disappointing James Bond movie that, that came out a couple years ago. Um, where they tried to kind of post these movies. They tried to kind of say, oh, there was someone pulling the strings this whole time. And I was just like, that didn't work then, and it doesn't work now. Like, And it's not only does it not work, but it's totally unnecessary. These movies are critic proof. Like, no one gives a shit if they make sense. That's not why people go to this movie. So the fact that they're trying to do this overarching, you know, combined world where there's a puppet master, like, you know, bringing in all these outside events that have happened in movies five, six, and seven, that was just wholly unnecessary here. Well, it goes back to the comic book thing. I mean, they, mm-hmm. this is really, this is like a, a Marvel film. Uh, for my money, it's better because they actually kill off some characters. Um, yeah, they'll just come <laughs> back. They'll just come back. It's Well, no one we'll, dies. we'll see. Uh, I don't think uh, Hollywood is really uh, knocking down any doors to, to recast an Asian in a leading role. I think that's one that's <laughs> going to stay dead, unfortunately, because you're right. He was probably one of the more yeah. grounded characters uh, yeah. in the film. I just want them to do a prequel, like tell me Han's story. I don't – But the, the to that point, I think – I don't think like Justin Lin when he did that, something similar where he kind of retconned something – uh, in a way, I don't think it was he's like, oh, we're going to make this, you know, something where people have to really focus on continuity. I think he just wanted to work with that actor again. I just think he yeah. thought like, hey, let's just do more of that. That was unfortunate <laughs> that he died in an earlier film. So fuck it. We'll bring him back now. <laughs> Which I and, love. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but to what you're referencing, there's a, a post like a weekend box office post from Scott Mendelson, which I think mm-hmm. both of us read. And uh, he, he actually made a similar comparison to what you're doing. But he was doing looking at it from a financial perspective as far as saying that uh, seven was basically Skyfall, which is was basically as broad as this property will ever get. Yes. A lot of it because of Paul Walker's death, wondering how they were going to tie it up. And that is kind of an, an end point for the series. Right. I mean, it, obviously, that's yeah. that wraps up that friendship. And this does friendship have that, that gay relationship. Be real. This come on. <laughs> that is not. It's more I, than know, friendship. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't choose to see it that way. But probably not for the reasons I would be accused of. It's only because if it is, then I'm pissed that they didn't. I want to see it. Do it. I want to yeah. see it. Just yeah, like Point Break. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> fuck already. Um, so yeah, I, I choose not to see it that way because that's just really disappointing. But, you know, if it yeah. wouldn't, if it would get approved, you should just start a podcast called "Just Fuck Already" because that seems to be a recurring theme whenever you're on my show. Just fuck already. That's all well, I want I mean, from my movies. I don't know if we can do something with Patreon where it's like this. This will never be on iTunes, but we'll have a podcast. Right. Uh, just call <laughs> yeah, that and secret podcast that no one downloads. I uh, I I did a one one Silicon Valley recap for. That's uh, right. 
TV ate my brain. And on that episode, I said, if I was really going to do a Silicon Valley podcast, I would want to call it this podcast fucks, but <laughs> it would never, never that, take off. Yeah. Never be able- unfortunate and plus yeah. i would actually have to do it which i'm you know obviously did not <laughs> so yeah it was, it was one drunken evening and uh then i was like that was a terrible mistake right and people had to listen to it just like this <laughs> yeah just like this and we've done it so many times um but i don't think like i've definitely come across i think on this episode like this movie is terrible and it's not it's fine um i think it's probably like if you if you look at like five, six, and seven, I think those are all better than this. Those are all more fun, more enjoyable. This one, it's it's like this really weird combination of a movie that's really silly and really over the top that involves a goddamn submarine, for God's sakes, and then like this weird family drama with, with Vin Diesel. And I don't think those two things ever match up, and it's really – unfortunate because i think these this series can be a lot of fun and like you want to talk about leave your brain at the door this leave you leave any knowledge of physics any knowledge of characterization leave it all the door and just enjoy the car chase and enjoy the explosions and it's going to be great and i think this movie kind of falls short because it is so kind of off with those two things well i mean i don't think uh, i'm I'm pretty negative if anyone's ever heard me on this show before i I don't think the series is going to improve yeah. Because it does look like uh, The Rock will be leaving the series um, just uh, based on, you know, just the, doesn't uh, want to deal with Vin history. Diesel's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And and Vin Diesel has a, he, whatever producing deal he has, which apparently he was granted through a cameo in the in Tokyo Drift. He apparently got all this power. Just good for him, man. Scene. Smart guy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, this is basically, you know, he's a big D&D guy and this is his his ability to finance uh his dungeons and dragons character right. uh for the entire world to see and i i think we're going to see a lot of the characters drop off maybe that'll make it better maybe it'll just be it'll they'll clean it up a little bit but this is very much like the kid who eats all of his halloween candy uh, and then is sick the next day or for adults i guess this is like a hangover moment where it's like yeah. we had a lot of fun for the last few times but now it's like okay that was that's a bit too much this is just uh, Hollywood excess for for better or worse here, and uh, I think it's getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I think the last thing I wanted to bring up is like we kind of talked to you, kind of mentioned the Jason Statham thing. He is the one who killed Han, and although there is a scene with Jason Statham and uh, on board a plane, which ranks probably as my maybe my favorite moment in this entire series. I think it's fantastic. I think it it all really worked. It's got the action. It's got the comedy. And like you, you do all you also kind of feel a small amount of stakes given what's going on in the situation. Um, So uh, so that stuff really works. But I do feel like this crew that now he's a part of forgives him a little too quickly a little too easily considering he killed one of their friends. Like, it's just like, guys, did you not think about this? Like, I know it's Statham and you want him involved because he is great. He's a really enjoyable, both action and comedic presence, but this doesn't make a lot of sense for a film franchise. that's about how important family is. Like he killed your brother and you're like, yeah, but you know, he's got big muscles and he can shoot. So uh, bring him on. I mean, the X-Men team up with Magneto on and off. It's just, you know, this yeah. is par for the course, I, I guess. Uh, it it really is a it's a weird mix if you want to look at it as a sort of a as a, a meta fan of okay we need more Statham so how do like they work right. backwards from who they can get and uh, I guess I just appreciate because I find that it's just kind of honest about it that <laughs> that this is all bullshit so yeah, have a good yeah. time <laughs> yeah we're just we're not gonna work too hard to to make it uh, make sense and uh, I don't know I don't I wonder if you're a super fan and you like watch these series again uh leading up to it 
uh, I'm assuming they would have a more negative reaction than me because I forget a lot of the details and I'm just there and I'm like, oh, it's Jason Statham. I don't remember his character's name or any of that nonsense. And, but I uh, liked him in Spy, so this should be a good time. <laughs> I, you know, I, I wish uh, Spy was getting a sequel. That's, uh, you know, what? Yeah. okay, you're, I'm, I'm going to be a little harder on uh, Fate of Furious because we don't have a Spy too. So yeah, <laughs> thank you, Dave, making that worse. Somehow. Yeah, fuck this movie. All right, good. I like, I like you ending on a negative note. So Mike, one last time before you leave new releases forever. Um, why don't you tell people what's coming up on War Machine versus Warhorse and where they can bother you online? We have got uh, an episode coming up on Brimstone. I was going to do a Fate of the Furious episode with our our Australian friend Andrew from AB Film Review and the Last New Wave because they were actually getting that one because they were I think first they time did ever. Set, <laughs> well, didn't they set the worldwide opening weekend record because they opened it like yeah. everywhere five hundred thirty five uh, million or something like that? Yeah, it's it's insane. Um. But we uh, we chose not to, and he he thanked me for that because we were going to do a Charlize <laughs> Theron exclusive, which I watched the films for. It, it was all going to be about uh, her and films where betrayal is a very important theme. I did uh, I watched Reindeer Games again. <laughs> now you, I just did it for fun. Yeah, I was I like you love podcast. it anyway. It's um, and the Devil's Advocate, but fuck that that uh, doesn't exist uh, until someone pays me on Patreon for for that episode. But uh, we did Brimstone, which is about uh, evil preachers uh, preaching against children, starring uh, my man crush, Guy Pierce, uh, an Australian. So Andrew got to talk about that. And the films chosen were uh, the Criterion Collection classic Footloose <laughs> and then the uh, the popular dance film, The Night of the Hunter. Those were the two films we uh, talked about on that one. And then after that, uh, you'll be on for <laughs> the episode no one asked for. We're going to do a <laughs> Catherine Heigl triple feature. And we'll the see. theme will be... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates Heigl. That will be the theme. That's And that will wrap us up into 300. That may be our finest hour. May just nice. end it there. Yeah, I mean, me, Catherine Heigl, I mean, you're not getting any better than that. It has hate in the <laughs> subtitle, so we just right. go ahead and we're just honest about it. Like, you know, wh- how we talk about movies, just hate everything. So, yeah. Uh, God help me if I actually like this new Catherine Heigl movie. Oh. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah, I would have to end my friendship with you if that <laughs> happens. All oh, right. No, I'm yeah, that's a challenge now. All right. Um, so anything you want to say uh, to the audience that this is your, your goodbye to new releases? Um, this has hurt me just as much as it's <laughs> nice. Hello, my name is Andrew. I'm the host of The Last New Wave, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied nature of Australian cinema. If you've ever seen an Australian film and thought, man, I wish more people could see that, then this show aims to do just that. By bringing you reviews of the latest Australian films, as well as retrospective looks at notable and forgotten films from Australia's history, The Last New Wave aims to help further the audience of Australian cinema. We also aim to deliver looks behind the scenes with interviews with directors, producers, and actors of Australian films, such as the director of The Man from Hong Kong, Brian Trenchard-Smith, and the director of all this mayhem, Eddie Martin. So, make sure to check out The Last New Wave by heading over to abfilmreview.com for episodes, or following on Twitter or Facebook at The Last New Wave. Alright everybody, it's time for Fangirl Fixation with Britt. Say hello, Britt. Hi. Oh, well, you actually said hi this time. Cool. Alright, um, so uh, this week, uh, for your film education and mine, because I hadn't seen this before either, we're talking about The Raid 2, and then later we'll talk about other movies that are coming out. So anything you want to talk about before we jump into uh, the new martial arts classic, The Raid 2? No, because I have a lot of things to say about The Raid 2. Okay, uh, so The Raid 2 came out in 2014. We had, bo- we had both seen the original, 
the Raid Redemption. Which... Well, we only watched that after the new Judge Dredd came out because we yes. started hearing that that was like kind again, of a ripoff. Shocker! White people stole things. Yeah, we're good at that. We're good at stealing other people's cultures. So we just put a new helmet on and it. Yeah, we call fine. everybody else thieves. That's Weird. right. Um, so what did you think of the raid too? Okay, so I discovered something very important about myself while watching this. That you hate plot? Yeah. So basically You gotta be the only per okay, so hold on. I will let you <laughs> I will let you speak on this. But I find it interesting that this movie, which is two and a half hours long, it is a long set for a martial arts movie, for sure. Um, which has a lot of fight scenes and a lot of extended fight scenes. And I love that your biggest complaint during this movie is like, God, why are they talking so much? Kill something. But go ahead. Yeah. So uh, so I discovered <laughs> that, dude. that when it comes to my action and martial arts movie, unless it's like really well done, like Ip Man with the plot. Yeah, I want PWP. Like straight on. Like that's that's what I want. It just I mean, this is wildly inappropriate, but made me it's strange to say, but it made me think of porn. No, that's okay? what I mean. PWP yeah. is yeah. from writing fanfiction. Oh, right, right, porn, right. And it stands for porn plot. Right. What plot? Right. It, so you're like more of a compilations girl. Like just get to the action. I wanna see I wanna fucking, see the money shots. <laughs> you just wanna see the money shots. And I was like actually like I enjoyed the plot. Like I was glad it was there. I did feel like there's definitely there's definitely room to cut things down. It is two and a half hours after all. Yeah, there's a lot of room. That's uh, why. But but I liked it. I enjoyed was, it. There was some scenes that just got drug out that didn't need to be there. And I think especially after already seeing the first raid and having it just be like this action pack going that, up that the building. That movie literally is no plot. It's like right. a plot setup right. and fight. So it's perfect. So for you. yeah. So my so wait. My let me little... ask you this question: Which movie did you like better? Which do you think is better, Raid or Raid Two? As far as keeping my attention or fight scenes. Better movie. <laughs> you look like you're in pain right now. I am. See, because I feel like overall the first raid was a better movie, but the fight there were fight scenes in here yeah. were Way so superior. so much better. Yeah, and I think that's why I was pissed off. There was so much plot. I'm like, fuck this. Can we get back to slashing? <laughs> why? Yeah. I don't. I don't need to talk to this little. This little nothing. Hmm. No. Okay, interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, like the first one is is really good, but it's more of like it's more of like a setup and more of like an, a a movie experiment than it is a movie. Like, there's not much to it. It's just Fair. like then we go to the next level and the next level and the next level, and it's great and it's enjoyable. But this felt like an actual movie, and I actually cared about the main character in this one a lot more than I did the first one. I thought they did enough setup with his family that I gave a shit right. about what he was going through. Instead of it just being like, I just want to see this guy kick ass, I was like, I want this guy to live through this because he has something to live for. I think the other problem with this is that in their attempt of having plot, they did not keep their line straight. So it would get confusing of like, wait, who's this guy? What side is he on again? There was a lot of stuff that it's interesting for a movie that's two and a half hours long. There was a lot of stuff that could have been more obvious, especially for... Um, for people who don't speak Indonesian and Japanese. Like, right. I think some of this probably gets understood a lot more if you understand the language they're speaking. Probably. Um, but for us, and granted, another problem, I think, is that we watch this on two different days. And so the beginning of the movie, we watched, like, four days ago. So it's like, what was happening yeah. again? Who was that? Who's, whose brother was killed? I don't, I don't Whatever. Somebody kill somebody. Um, so I think doing one setting would probably help that. Probably. But, yeah. Um, we didn't have time this week. No, you didn't. Um, so you mentioned all the action sequences, which is really why you watch a movie like this. Like, 
you know, yes, I enjoyed the plot. I thought it was good, but that's not why you sit down to watch the raid too. So, um, what do you have to say about the action? What, were they, was every action sequence good? Was there one that stands out more than the others? I can't think of any that I was disappointed in. Um, the, the two guys fighting in the kitchen was obviously my favorite one, though it's quick to me in several spots. It might be the best fight scene I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I, like, I, I was literally period. raving about it to my father today of like, <laughs> hi, um, you need to watch these movies, especially because I need you to watch the second one to see this scene. All right. Because, and it's one of those things of like watching it, it's not, it feels like there are, like Dave and I talked about that like with wrestling, there's points that they have to hit, right. but then everything else they kind of do on their own. And that's really what this scene felt like. And it like it was awe-inspiring to see two martial artists of that skill fight. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. And I think the thing that... And I'm, I want new friends. No, nobody knows what that means. I know. You want what? I just want to frustrate you. You want what? I want the little slicey thingies. Little I don't know thingies. what they're actually called. I don't know what they're called either. I think the thing that impressed me most about this is we watched, you know, the first hour and 15, like... Four days ago, and I was like, "Oh my god, that prison fight sequence was amazing!" Oh yeah, that was nice. That was with, with fantastic, the mud and all that. Yeah. And everyone I told that to, because most of the people I know, like in podcast world, have watched this and raved about it for since 2014, and they all said, "Oh, <laughs> you you ain't seen nothing yet. Like you don't you don't know. Like that's fine, but it's about to get crazy. Like that that will seem really tame, and it really does. Like even if you compare it to." Um, the scene in the restaurant with the 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 older guy who gets betrayed like mm. that fight sequence was amazing this the scene where he works his way up to that kitchen sequence is phenomenal the scene in the subway yeah. like it's just like so many of these iconic moments in this movie that i am not going to forget i do admire soon. that they also like showed a wide range of fighting styles with different types of weapons and also the and a female, woman yeah, the, yeah. there's a woman and she has to be like one of the most brutal fighters in this entire movie. Yeah, that she did. She did not fucking care. She's top three. I mean, yeah. in this movie, like she was brutal. And like, I just, I, I was really impressed because I think, I think the I, the way people shoot action nowadays, especially hand to hand action, is really a lost art. Yeah. Uh, and the director of this film uh, just he gets it. He knows some how to do it. Insane shots too, yeah. like when they're doing the fight scene inside the car. Oh, so great! It makes me wonder if Deadpool took from that. It feels like they must have. You know what? I didn't even think of that while I was watching the movie, but like thinking back to like, and that was in like the trailer yeah. for Deadpool, and that did feel very. That does feel very similar. Mm-hmm. So we usually talk about like you know. I didn't think we would get into this because it's such a recent movie. Like the idea of you know we talk about like. Can you have you seen this move forward in movies? But already, yeah, and this is only it's been less than three years since this came out, but people are already trying to recreate it. Um, and another thing I like, I think sometimes in martial arts and action movies, we don't get enough sequences of recovery for our main character, like him yeah. actually getting injured and actually having to, like, you know, pour stuff on his cuts and sew himself up. My, my favorite moment in this entire movie was the guy's like taking a pain pill and he just like chews it and Dave's like, oh, that is the toughest thing this guy has done the whole movie. It's true. Because if you have ever tasted a pain pill, it's horrible. 
it's like the he, worst thing in the world. He used to make fun of me yeah. because I have one. I have one pill in particular. Until it hit my tongue that yeah. one time, and I was like, so, "I'll never make fun of you again." I always, <laughs> I always take a drink first. I put the liquid in my mouth, and then I put that pill in my mouth and swallow. And he's always made fun of me for it. He's like, "What? You can't just hold the pill in your tongue." I'm like, "You don't want to ever do that." And then one time he got too nauseous and needed one of my pills. <laughs> and it hit the back of his tongue and he was the biggest baby. Yeah, it's horrible. It's disgusting. Um, I think I'm trying to think if there's any weaknesses to this movie. I think the only thing the I can plot. No, the plot is fine. Shut up. You're just you're just impatient. You just want to see people. Bleed. I don't like that actor who did um Uzko or whatever his name was. Ucho. Ucho. Yeah. Okay. The like the son of the crime boss. Yeah, I don't know. There was something about him that is like it. Mm, See, for me, I thought he was perfect because he was so easy to hate. Like, and you should. Well, I You're definitely hate, hate him, him, but it was because he wasn't a great actor. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, that didn't bother me. I think the only thing, and it's not something. It's like a nitpick. It's not something that like makes it a lesser movie, or I'm like, oh god, I wish I hadn't done that. But there are definitely moments in this movie that feel like it feels like a video game. Yeah. You know. Well, so you, did the first one. Yeah, but this one, this one even more so because you have, I think it, re I really noticed it when you have that hallway fight sequence leading up to kind of, you know, the, the twins, mm -hmm. like you got to fight the twins and take them out. And then after that, you take out the big bad. And then after that, you have the, and a lot of video games do this where you have the ending that's actually much simpler than the, the kind of the boss fight that's right before that. Right. Where he kills Ucho and just like very quickly dispatches him. Right. And there's a little bit of feeling of like, oh, that's, oh, we're done. Okay, I guess they're finished here. So it did feel video gamey, but I don't think it's a pure negative. It's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I've definitely seen this kind of lead up before and I know where this is headed. So also speaking of uh, movies that have already taken from this. Oh. Um, oh God, my brain just died. Oh, that was sad. I know. You were so ready. I was. <laughs> Do you know anything John about that? John Oh, you mean, because oh, Because there was sure. another female fighter yeah. who was brutal, who was deaf. Yeah, this one's better, though. No, this one's way, way better, better. Way better. But I'm just saying, like, another movie that, like, yeah, already touched on it. That's true. Because she was the right hand of crime boss. Yep. That's, and, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... And there's really nothing else negative for me. Like, I just really, like... I enjoyed pretty much all two and a half hours of this. Like I was, I was like literally on the edge of my seat, like on the edge of the couch and reacting because there are moments in this movie and many moments that are so yeah, I brutal. Yeah, a lot. Just like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nasty. I, I love how when you, when you watch movies like this, you turn into Andrew Dice Clay. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> or Sam Kinison. Like that's... More Sam Kinison. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Is there, I mean, other than like kind of the extensive plot, is there anything you change? Are there other, are there other characters in, in the movie? Because I think actually one of my favorite characters was Ucho's dad. Yeah. Was the crime boss. Like this very honorable, older character um, who really inhabited that role and it didn't feel overdone. It didn't feel like something I'd seen before. Yeah, I think for me that if, if, if there was going to have to be plot, I feel like there should have been more show of what the old school, like the old school, like respect is more important because they kept like, and uh, this is the other thing is they kept having to try to have plot and they would drop characters in, but not for very long. And you're like, but wait, I want to know more about that guy. So I wanted more background on the, the older guy with yeah, the long hair. Yeah. He was yeah. one of and my favorites. Like, boom, dead. Like, yeah, well, but what a, what a whoa, fucking way to go. Oh that sequence was, oh, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up is I feel like this movie, and granted, you've seen way more martial arts movies than I have, so maybe I'm wrong. But to me, I've never seen a movie with martial arts um, use the environment so well 
as these movies. Like there were moments where, because they really set it up really well where you see the environment, but you, yeah. you stop thinking about it because everything's until, so quick. Until somebody's head smashes into right. a pole. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were really good with that. There's definitely movies that use their environment like they did with like, you know, chairs getting thrown and mm-hmm. bottles and stuff. But I feel like this movie was much more realistic about it. Right. Like, it was they like a the... frantic attempt and right. not so much of like, oh, conveniently, there is a bottle here. I shall smash it across right. somebody's head. And it didn't always work, too. Yeah, I love like, sometimes was... he missed and sometimes he was throwing Alhambra bottles and that's not going to do any damage. But you're just trying to get out of yeah. this situation. Can we talk about the guy who kills people with baseballs? Oh, that was great. That was so fantastic. I was so happy. <laughs> like, 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 literally, this guy's beating the crap out of people with a baseball bat. And we're like, mm, okay, we've seen this cool. before. And then this guy pulls out a baseball from his pocket. I'm like, oh, shit. Is he going to kill somebody with a baseball? And then he and fucking then he did. And I love his whole thing is like, go get my ball. Yeah. Like, and he gets so mad. <laughs> gets so mad when people don't. Yeah, but one for one second, back to the kind of using the environment. I think I've seen a lot of movies where people pick up bottles, pick up chairs, pick up, you know, whatever, and use them, like use the environment. But I think this movie, it, it used like a static environment really well with things you yeah. can't move. Right. So you have to be really artistic in the way you get to those moments. I'm still hearing that guy's head ringing right now. <laughs> Ding. Oh, God. That was that was like the one that got me the most of like where I completely forgot where they were. And then that head smashed into that rack. Right. And I'm like, ugh. I also feel like a lot of modern martial arts movies are are afraid to be brutal when it comes to hand-to-hand stuff. Like, even John Wick, like, there's a lot of gunplay, but yeah. there's not a lot of close-ups on this, on the kind of gruesome brutality. Like, you look at this movie, I mean, Smashing with... Smashing people's head into the like, ground. Yeah, I mean, with the hammers, with the with the baseball, with the, like, when the guy with the baseball bat dies, the I mean, the baseball bat oh, sticks stick in, in his... his mouth, and then his, he slides In his inside. face, yeah. I mean, it really <laughs> just kind of... It just really revels in how brutal it is. And I actually kind of appreciate that because I think sometimes when you watch movies about martial arts or violence or action movies like that, you it, it feels like it feels like you're so distant from it mm-hmm. because it is so beautiful and graceful. But this kind of combines that with that brutality. And I thought it did a really That's good job. That's why I always like the, the first one is because it was realistic fighting. Like right. this like this is more of how somebody's gonna fight. Right. Like, like it's gonna be down and tooth dirty and claw, and, like yeah. yeah, absolutely. So like I have I have nothing bad to say about this movie. You know who hates this movie? Is it gonna be fried chicken? Am I it is. It is. He he. I think he said he walked out of the theater, like maybe like an hour. He's in. He's just gonna be Mike from now on. <laughs> Constantly on my shit list. Yeah, I mean, I just. Is it bad? I, don't know. I was expecting for you to say Andrew. <laughs> no, Andrew loves this movie. Andrew was trying to get me to have you watch this earlier for the last action movie we ah. did. Um, so for once, Andrew had a had a good suggestion. It was about it's like a broken clock. I mean, like <laughs> right, twice a day, it's going to be right. So sometimes I just Andrew said that gets to my dad right. today. Yeah, well, it's, that sounds about right. All right, uh, anything else about the raid? Oh, is this a great movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, anything else about the raid two before we move to new movies coming out? No, because I'm still throwing up in my mouth a little bit over the baseball bat. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so there are three movies coming out um, this week, but I was also wondering if you wanted to talk about the Star Wars trailer that just came out. Did you have any opinions on that? Are you excited? We don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about that because you'll just lose listeners. No, it's fine. What do, what do you think? I'm bored. You're bored? I'm okay. so bored. I don't, like, I love Star Wars. Like I was, that, <laughs> I was that kid that like read pretty much every single novel, 
and like had yeah you're all still the... bitter about that shit though because no, they I got am, rid of I am, all because that. you got rid of all that and what are we doing we are literally rebooting the original trilogy mm. and i'm done i'm Go done that with that far, like, but i can see where you're at yeah. like this teaser trailer did nothing for me i mean i don't know maybe i'm just i, I one I thing don't want to say this, but... Maybe you're too old for this? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's... I mean, Star Wars really... I mean, even George Lucas has said, Star Wars is for kids. It's designed to be kind of silly and not be taken so seriously. I think one thing I really like about this teaser trailer is it's actually a teaser. You don't yeah. know anything about this movie. All I can say as far it, as the Star cool. Wars universe, I am more excited for Battlefront 2 than I am for the next movie. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. And um, also, thank you, game people, for finally giving us a female lead yep. in a game. And you know all the fucking, you know, Gamergate idiots are going to be so mad. The Star Wars game should be a guy. Go back be... and read your fucking books. One of the most amazing characters. Are we talking about Mara Jade again? No, not Mara Jade, what actually. are we talking about? Mm, blanking on her name now. She's like the only, um, I think she was captain in the entire Empire fleet. Hmm. She was uh, she was a mistress to um, the guy who got CG'd. Thing. What? Admiral Tarkin. Oh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Mo- yeah. yeah. So my brain's just not working now because <laughs> I'm just okay. too busy being upset. Too busy being angry. Um. Yeah. She was like this really really amazing character and like I had hope. So she comes up into the books after the um, Death Star's destroyed and he's killed because she's off on a mission. And, like, finds out that he's died and now, like, wants to seek revenge. It's a really good book. Anyways, Dave's making a face <laughs> at me, so I guess I'm done. No, you're not done. No. Um, I just, I mean, I guess, uh, there's, there's honestly, there's a couple cool visuals uh, in the trailer with, like, the ships kind of trailing, the kind of red. The yeah, red gas. That that's a really, really cool. beautiful shot. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. Uh, I do really like the director. I like Ryan Johnson a lot. Um, who did um, Looper and Brick, I think are both really, really excellent movies. I've only seen Looper. Um, oh, we should watch Brick at some point. It's a, but I, I don't know. We we might have to watch, like, because I, I don't think you've seen many noir films, and it's very much a take on noir. It's like a modern Like noir. L.A. Confidential? Yeah, but that's even modern. We should watch, like, some of the older stuff before you watch break i love I how about... like dave's very delicately telling me that like i have no class no, that's not what i'm saying yeah i'm just saying you haven't seen them that's it you put in the class thing that's that's a whole different it's thing. They, if they could see your face <laughs> all right uh the other good thing is that uh, luke finally gets to talk so that's cool instead of the like the end of like the last 12 seconds of he needs to Force be the Awakens. end of the jedi <laughs> Yeah, we'll see about that. I hope he they're making into, too much money. I, I think that means that he needs to turn into a Sith, um, because obviously Yoda was one. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. All right, I'm just gonna move on from that because no, we're not talking about that. All right, so we have three movies uh, coming out next week. Uh, the first one I know is going to be your favorite movie of the year. Dave wants me to slap this microphone onto the ground, <laughs> and that is unforgettable. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, starring Rosario Dawson. Uh, and Catherine Heigl and some dude named Jeff Stoltz. He doesn't matter. Let's be real. So uh, I feel like we've definitely seen this before. The IMDb uh, <laughs> the IMDb says, A woman sets out to make life hell for her ex-husband's new wife. And really, that is what it's about. And it's a movie we've seen a billion times before. Look, we all know that there is going to be at least one cray-ass bitch. But let's stop talking about it. Can we start <laughs> focusing on the nice women that are out there? You know, this is actually something I was thinking of before we started recording is like, this seems, 
harmful. It is. You know, this idea that like women are always going to fight over men, even if they've agreed to like split with this guy. Oh, well, you know. There's, you know, you just, you guys are so emotional. You just can't. We get, we, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like we just can't keep our hands off of men and we always want other women's men. Right. You know, because we're shady ass bitches. I like, so, okay, so this is something that I saw recently on Facebook, um, and it really pisses me off that to be a true woman means I'm not going to steal your man from you. No, fuck that. If he is straying, that's also on him. Yeah, it takes two. It doesn't get to be all the woman's fault. No, absolutely not. And I'm just tired of this being perpetuated, but I mean, it's also like, it also bothers me because it's white on race violence. Oh, you mean in this movie in particular? Right. You have yeah. Catherine Heigl, like, essentially attacking Rosario Dawson. Right. And it's also making light of an abusive ex-partner. What do you mean it's making light of it? Because it's like... It's going back to that thing where, like, people aren't believing someone who's been abused. Sure. But that's you know? a real thing. It I is mean... a real thing, but I just don't like how, like, at least from the trailer, how it's getting tossed in there. Right. You know, of like, I don't know. There's something off about it that I really mm. don't like. That I don't feel like gives enough respect to victims okay. and survivors. And it is right. Mm. So here's what I'll say. I really wish someone gave Rosario Dawson better roles. Yeah, because I think she's really phenomenal. I think like not only gorgeous, but just a really, really excellent actress who's not been given a shot. Like I think the only, the only big thing she's been in lately are these the the Marvel TV series, you know, where she's in Daredevil, and she's always the best part. Yeah, and like, please, somebody just give her a major role in a good movie because I, granted, I have not seen this yet, but this is not going to be a good movie. No, it's not. At its at its very best, it will be a fun, trashy movie. That is the best it can hope for. But it has Katherine Heigl, so it's probably just going to suck. So, uh, yeah, so how excited makes... are you to see another Katherine Heigl movie? Heigl. Heigl? I never remember if it's I right. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Bad. Stupid face. So, um, how excited are you, Britt? I'm not going to watch this. You cannot pay me enough or get me drunk enough to watch this shit. I bet I could get you drunk enough. No, you can't. Nope. I totally could. I mean, it, only if you want to risk getting slapped. Yeah. Only if you're drinking vodka. Well, whiskey I got pretty mean last time, too. Yeah, you just get emotionally mean with whiskey. <laughs> physically mean with you're like all the scars will be emotional yes it's true yeah so this movie looks like everything you've ever seen uh i honestly don't know why they're making it or why anyone would care um i am going to watch it because i'm going to be on an episode of war machine versus warhorse that's all katherine heigl all the time uh so that'll be fun you're going by yourself yeah when would you oh to unforgettable yeah Yeah. i'm not dragging you to that no i i value my marriage yeah i was gonna say unless you want a divorce all right so that's a no for brett um, the next movie is called The Promise, which we just watched the trailer for. This stars um, Christian Bale and Oscar Isaac. It says, set during the last days of the Ottoman Empire, The Promise follows a love triangle between Michael, a brilliant medical student, the beautiful and sophisticated Anna, she doesn't have a job apparently, uh, and Chris, a renowned American journalist based in Paris. So what did you think of this trailer, Brett? Uh, I think it's beautifully shot. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. I'm obviously going to want to watch it just because it's a period piece and I have issues. It's true. Um, I didn't realize his name was Michael, and that bothers me. What? It seems very... What? what? Why? Why does that bother you? I don't know. Like... I think Michael's a common name in many cultures. All right. <laughs> Just like, couldn't I get something more interesting in there? I, I guess. 
the things you focus on. Well, yeah. Whatever. So um, uh, all I have to say about this is, like you said, uh, it looks like it's shot beautifully. Uh, Oscar Isaac is a very good looking man. Um, it's going to be so, another two hour movie, isn't it? Oh, minimum two hours. Yeah. that's. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like two and a half. Like this, this feels like one of those epic love story type movies. She's so tiny. Two hours and 12 minutes. Yes, she is tiny. Uh, and I would say her name, but I'm afraid of destroying it. Who is it? So hold on, hold on. No, it's not even the right person. Never mind. Oh, Charlotte Lebon. There's a Middle Eastern actress who's in this as well, and I would totally butcher that name. Um, but yeah, Wait, I, let me see. Yes. Click on. Ooh, I love her. I love her voice. I thought that's who it was. Yeah, she's Iranian. Oh God, that's like okay. So the way I feel about like most men, like Ian McShane and shit. Like, she is a female equivalent. Okay. She can talk to me all goddamn day, wet panties. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's already, like, it's been released certain places, and the, the the reviews are not great. It's got a meta score of 38 out of 100. Um, uh, but, you know, that's we'll, we'll see. Um, so we'll both probably see that at some point. So the last thing we need to talk about is the movie we're going to be covering this week, which is Free Fire. Uh, which is set in Boston in 1978, which I didn't know until right now. A meeting in a deserted warehouse between two gangs turns into a shootout and a game of survival. And this stars uh, Charlotte Copley, Brie Larson, and Army Hammer. So what did you think of this trailer, Britt? Uh, let's think about it the first time you saw it, okay, not was, the 12th was, time. Yeah, I was going to say. So I know so, how bitter you are about this. So <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was really interested. I was like, oh, that's kind of like, it looks like it'll be funny. It'll be along like the lines of the other Kiwi humor we've seen. Kiwi humor, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just wondering, like, where... no, no. I was just wondering where you got the connection. Um, because it feels very, um, like, uh, oh God, the Wilder people, people oh, one that we've hunt seen. Hunt for the Wilder people. Hunt for the Wilder people. The Taika Waititi movie, and also the um, you're talking about the Flight the... of the Conquered movie that we saw. The, not the Flight of the Conquered, but the guy who yeah. does it like with what vampires. What we do in the shadow. Yes, thank you. Same director. See, I can't remember. Anything. That's all one. That's all one guy. Okay, so yeah. it has that feel of humor to it okay. to me in that trailer, and huh. so like that's so I was like, oh, okay, this looks this looks funny. Until the twelfth time I saw it. See, I watched that and immediately thought of early Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs. Like that was the first thing that jumped in. Oh my yeah, I can see that too. Which is why we will be covering Reservoir Dogs to go with that oh my movie. God. Bro. Um, yeah, I, I really like Brie Larson. I think she's like a really fun, uh, fun screen presence. I like Charlton Copley, although he's really, he's really soured uh, for a lot of people. I think. Sorry, I'm uh, thinking about an ear right now. And oh, because Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but he's the one who was in District Nine uh, and got a lot of good publicity for that. And ever since then, seems to be diminishing returns for people. But I think he's really funny. I think he's really enjoyable. Like he is, he can be grating for sure. And I really like Army Hammer too. I think he's one of those actors who's just he hasn't quite gotten that. He's gotten some big roles, but he hasn't gotten the one that's going to like bring him to superstar status. Like right. he, he was in Lone Ranger. Um, and then he was in The Man from Uncle last year. And neither of those, like, they were lead roles in big budget movies. But neither one of those really did well enough to kind of bring him up to that level. I think probably the thing he's still best known for is being in the social network, mm -hmm. playing the Winklevoss twins. Like, that's really, you know, kind of where he made his mark and it's kind of still there. Um, but I think he's also really fun and seems to have, like, even just, like, outside of being in movies, seems to have a really good sense of humor about himself. And about this whole process so he's really fun to watch 
and you know it's it'll be it's sure to be like hyper violent too but also yeah. looks really like darkly funny i don't know anybody who makes a uh, cardboard suit of arm- armor is online okay by you yeah. is that a good thing or a bad thing for you the cardboard armor? i thought it was humorous yeah like so it. yeah it's not like a robot talking about comedy. I thought it was humorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, because like I am just like very numb to it at this point. So it's like before I had high expectations for it or not high expectations, but I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. And now because I've seen the same trailer so many times, I'm like, well, this looks stupid now. I also for, forgot Killing Murphy, isn't it? Um, was mm-hmm. also, you know that is. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So it's got a lot of good people in it, too, and it'll probably... I assume it's a short movie. Like, it feels like a movie that's, like, 80 to 90 minutes. If this is a two-hour movie, y'all nope, can go it's, suck it. it's an hour and 30. It's an hour okay, and 30. Okay, good. So that's the perfect amount. So I'm actually, like, I'm actually excited about this movie. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so... We'll um, see. <laughs> temper your expectations, Dave. All right. So um, we have three movies coming out. <laughs> Unforgettable is a no for Brit, and I have to for Dave. Um, the promise we both want to see, but have pretty low expectations of it. It's like, just go see it. Cause it's pretty and free fire. I think I'm looking forward to a little more than you are, but you're still willing to kind of like think it, it might like be said, the best if they of the three. Just thrown us like some alternative trailers. We'd probably still have the same level of excitement. I also think a big problem is that this got, this got released in the UK. Like, I think like six months ago. So the first trailers that came out, I think I saw a trailer for this like nine months ago. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's been, it's it's been not in so much so many movies. For me, it's not so much that they didn't come out with a new trailer. It's just that it's been around for so long that we've seen, we've heard all these jokes before. And I really hope it's not a situation where all the funniest bits are in, are the, in trailer. the trailer. But yeah. I don't think that's the case. So who knows? All right. Uh, anything else before we close off the episode and eat pizza? No, because I want my pizza. My pizza smells really good yeah. right now. So as I mentioned, uh, to go along uh, with Free Fire, we will be doing an episode on Reservoir Dogs. So that should be a lot of fun and kind of a trip down memory lane. All right. Uh, so until then, I will be here diagnosing your favorites and judging you for what you want. First time in a long time you've been somewhere where you can have video. So <laughs> I thought about just laying in bed. I was, I was thinking, I was like, I just want to grab the, uh, the AirPods. So I'll, I'll give him for the final send off. Oh, I'll That's give right. Him, uh, actual microphone. That's right. Never render the power of me.